280. Welcome back to the Windows Mirrors Podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Okay. Second Corinthians uh, chapter five through eight. Mm. Yep. Second Corinthians five, man. Like, so Paul last time was talking about in second Corinthians four, just about the, the cruciform ministry and how, you know, um, our ultimate hope is not in what is seen, but what is unseen. Cause what is what's seen is temporary unseen is eternal. And he talks about this resurrection hope that we have yeah. in light of the sufferings of this life. But here he goes into more detail, right? right. So he's like, yo, man, if our, at the most, bro, like worst come to worst, I like based on the ministry Christ has given me, the worst come to worst, I can die. Right, right. right. But yo, like that's actually going to push me to this heavenly dwelling, mm. right? Like that I will be clothed, right? Um, and I will not be found naked because of what Christ has done. Um, and so, you know, I have something to look forward to, right? right? Like, and, you know, we walk by faith in the resurrection now. But one day our faith, Paul is going to say, like, will become sight, right? Like one day, the very thing that we believe in, we will see. Right. And so Paul is like, man, this is my ultimate hope. This is why I ain't really tripping about a lot. <laughs> right. Um, and then from there, he continues to expound more on his ministry, talking about how the love of Christ compels, compels him. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that's you know, so big. Been such a big verse for me in my life. Like, man, like it's really the reason why... I do everything I do is because the love of Jesus, not even people were like, yo, is he talking about his love for Jesus or Jesus love him? And I, and I believe it's like, no, 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 Jesus is love for me. Right. That has compelled me to be who I am um, and do what I do. And Paul is saying the same thing. And if that's the motivation, you know, the rest of five is like kind of the content, right? right. So he's like, yo, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Old has passed away. The new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation, right? God is reconciling men to himself, but he's also reconciling the world. And Paul is like, no, we preach the ministry of reconciliation. He's like, yo, be reconciled to God. He says, we're ambassadors, right? Right. Right. We are representatives of Christ um, on earth telling about the ministry of reconciliation. Yeah. Bro, 2 Corinthians 5, where he talks about it's the love of Christ that compels uh, him, you know, one of the things I, uh, that, that, that just kind of like, um, resonates deeply with a, uh, a verse like that is when we talk about, you know, compulsion of being compelled to do something like I've got a daughter and I know that, you know, there's certain things that work to compel her to do stuff when I want her to do things. Uh, but all of the little tips and tricks that I have, I've got to rotate and alternate in between them because on yeah. certain days of the week or certain times of the day, you know, losing iPad time doesn't compel her, right? There's certain <laughs> things that I have in my tool belt and they just run out and they lose steam. Mm. I, I think what Paul is trying to say here is, uh, you know, the love of Christ is fuel that never runs out, right? Mm. This is mm. like, it doesn't lose steam and you can see that you know and i love when how you said you know you know paul's referring not just to his love of christ but christ's love 
for him. And it doesn't mm. ever lose steam because when we lose steam, yeah. the way that we refill is we plug back in, right? We plug mm -hmm. back in and we remind ourselves of his great love for us. And that becomes the fuel mm. and the impetus for us to do the things that God has called us to do. And we're going to see that more in chapter eight. But that point right there, man, mm -hmm. I just didn't want to move too quick past it, being compelled by the love of God. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, Paul's like, therefore, like, because that's my motivation, because the ministry of reconciliation is my content, you got to understand my calling, right? right? Like I'm a representative and in a political sphere, you know, an ambassador was someone right. who spoke uh, with authority right. to represent their nation. Right. Yeah. And so Paul is like, no, I represent the kingdom of God. I'm an ambassador for the kingdom. Right. And he's like, yo, and so in six, essentially, if he talks about, you know, the motivation uh, and the content and the calling, six is like the character. Right. right. So this is the nature mm. of my ministry. Right. And he's going to provide this long list. Right. And, you know, many like uh, Hellenistic or Greek writers in Paul's day used long lists to promote their own virtue. Right. Mm. And so you see Paul here. Ain't really gonna say anything virtuous, really. <laughs> right. Truly, like about himself, um, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and if this is listen, again, we we have to remember how we're talking about ministry here. And Paul is gonna use this the word uh for ministry interchangeably to talk about him, right? But also to talk about them, right? Yeah. To talk about the church, even the church of Macedonia, their ministry, right? Like all these things is not just talking about clergymen, right? right. This is not just about pastors, That's right? Good. This is about Christians. Yeah. And and so in this list he gives in six, bro, like he's essentially going to just say, fam, God's power right. was present in my weakness. Mm. Right? Mm. Like God's power was present in my weakness. And you have to notice like the flow of the text, right? Right. Like, he's going to talk about, you know, um, the afflictions, the, the 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 hardships, all these things. And then he goes to, in the midst of that, he said, I just remain faithful. Right. I just stay pure. Right. I continue to make myself mm. knowledgeable. I just stay patient. Mm. I stay kind. And then it was like, fam, the, the, the really thing that was fueling me, like we talked about before, it was, or it was helping me in the midst of that was the word of truth. Right. Scripture, the Holy Spirit, yeah. sincere love, and really the power of God. Right? Yeah. And it's just like, man, the way he defines the Christian life, ministry, being on mission for Christ as a believer, it's not glamorous, bro. Uh, like, it's good. not about the praise of men. He's literally combating how they praise themselves. Right. It's not about prestige. Right. Man, it's just about perseverance. Yep. Mm. It's about proclamation. It's about reliance. Right. God's power to do what he's called you to do. Yeah. So it's not. It's not glamorous, uh, but it is worth it, and it is Amen. satisfying, right? So mm. what you do mm. see is Paul um, as somebody that is content, contented in what, in everything that has come across his way, man. Uh, yeah. Chapter 7, I love how Paul kind of, you know, rewinds the tape some about the ministry that he had with them and, mm -hmm. you know, sorrow for the grief that he caused them, but also, like— Here's what I love, man. Um, right. One of the things I think that does drive us away from repentance or discourages us from repentance is mm -hmm. that we focus a whole lot on the sin and the grief that was caused by that sin, which is a part of repentance. Mm -hmm. But Paul's going to kind of 
you know, change the paradigm just a little bit, not change, but just kind of tilt the lens. Paul's mm-hmm. going to look at the outcome of it. And what he's going to say is, man, but at the end of the day, Paul's like, man, I hate to cause y'all sorrow. Mm-hmm. That wasn't my end goal. Look, my end goal was that we would rejoice and mm-hmm. we're there. We just had to go through sorrow, right? So Paul's mm-hmm. going to take us to the outcome of repentance and remind us that repentance is a good thing. It's something that's meant to bring us joy. Mm-hmm. It really is what the psalmist does in Psalm 32, right? Psalm 32. Mm-hmm. It's a psalm of repentance, but it's mm-hmm. also the psalm of joy, right? How blessed yeah. is the one who sins is forgiven. And so I just love Paul's pastoral tone and how he takes it on here. And I think just for me, not just as a pastor, but as a Christian, as a husband, as a friend and a parent, I just feel like, man, there's so much to learn, even from here, how he carries out his uh, the role that he has to correct in relationships. And it's like their repentance brought him, him joy. joy. Right, right. Right. And it's like, man, our faith is just so intertwined with one another's as the body of Christ. Like we are so connected in ways we don't even like usually realize. Right. For John to repent is for Keith to get joy, not right. just for John to get joy. Oh, that's the beauty. Ah, oh, that's dope. Wow. Yeah. Finally, eight. <sighs> eight is fire. Yeah. Eight yeah. is so good. Eight is so good, man. Like, you know, he's he's basically in eight talking about this collection fund that he's trying to get for Jerusalem, right? Yeah. For the church of Jerusalem. And he's so smooth with it because he uses the church at Macedonia as an example. Yeah, he's like, yo, right? uh, you remember them? Like, you remember them Castle Macedonia? Yeah, so basically. <laughs> you know, they was broke too. Broke, yeah. broke. Like, <laughs> them brothers was eating syrup sandwiches broke. Yo, yeah. he uses them as an example <laughs> right. to encourage this church to follow in their footsteps. He's right. like, man, like, it's so, again, this paradoxical nature of the Christian life, yeah. right? Like, he's like, in the midst of their trial and affliction, first off, they had joy. Yeah. Which mm. is wild. But then he says, in the midst of their poverty, mm. they exercise generosity. Yeah. And, and this text always messed me up because it's like, hey, bro. Because we don't think, we, we think generosity, right, when we think wealth, right? Mm. We think generosity when we think of riches. We don't think of generosity when we think of poverty. We assume mm. they're mutually exclusive. And we've got to take care of poverty first so that yeah. we can graduate to generosity. Mm. And what he's saying is, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, uh, po- uh, wealth is not a prerequisite to generosity. Yes. Yeah. And then he, it, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, they're... Like being generous is not about what's in your pockets. It's really about what's, what's in, your, in heart. your heart. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's it's really oh, about a heart good. posture above yeah. all else. Yeah. Um. And then and, and let me be frank about like generosity. Yes, Paul is talking about money here, but I think generosity manifests itself in many ways. In 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 right. our homes, right? And opening our homes to others, and yeah. opening our time, right? Right. Which is so valuable. Time is money in some mm. in some senses. You know, uh, giving people our time, our money, uh, our life uh, is what Paul is saying. He's like they. They did this joyfully, right? Because they devoted them lives to the, their lives to the Lord. He's like, they begged me, right, that they could join in the ministry, right? Um, and then I love, he says, yo, so basically, it's because they wholly gave themselves to the Lord, right? And they begged me to do this, but the reason they really gave joyfully and sacrificially, do you know why? Yeah, it's because of the gospel. This is what I love. He's so yeah. 
Paul's so smooth with it. You could just tell that it's like, um, yeah, Paul, Paul is a seamstress when it comes to these gospel threads, right? Mm. Paul just knows how to weave them in and out. And so Paul's not just going to say, yeah, because Jesus came, he died on the cross for your sins, so that if you repent and believe and put your trust in him, then you mm -hmm. can have a new way of life. Although that's true, right? the packaging of it is not particularly relevant to what they are. So Paul's mm. so smooth with it. Paul's like, yo, look, I look. I'm going to put what Jesus did in economic terms, mm, right? So mm. that y'all get it. He's like, yeah, like, you know, Christ, right? Christ was rich, like rich, rich. He mm. had it all. Yeah. But for your sakes, he became poor. Do you remember that? The incarnation that he took on flesh, mm. came with a poor family, died a criminal's uh, a death. And so mm. he's like, yeah, so that through his poverty, you might become rich and the motivation for them to give is the mm. gospel spoken in economic terms so wow. that it doesn't just get people in the head it lands in their hearts mm. and it lands in their pockets and they say oh i got it yeah i, I literally just caught the purpose clause today listening to this book. like <laughs> right. just as you talked about it right so that right by his part like in other words, the poverty that Christ had allowed someone else, me and you, to be rich. Right. And it's like he's telling them in your poverty, not that they will be rich, but you will, yeah, like enrich them in a way that allows them to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. And it's like, wow. Like even now I'm like, man, I think I need to give my money. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it is this aspect of like Christ coming to do that willingly yeah. and sacrificially. And right. I think that's the crux of what Paul is saying. He's man. like, yo. When we're captivated like by that yeah. in the heart, yeah. money is nothing. Right. Yeah. That when you really understand that money's just money. Mm. It's not your security. It's not your hope. Yeah. And you can let it go and give it away freely. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture that comes to mind. Yeah. If you were to walk outside right now and you mm. were to see somebody standing over a trash can burning hundred dollar bills. Mm. You would come, you would say two things. Either this dude is crazy, look at him wasting all this money. Or you would say, this dude is incredibly rich. Man, how rich do you have to be mm. to burn $100 bills and not care, right? Mm. When somebody gives away their money, mm. you say, they're crazy. Why would you give away something that's worth so much? Or you mm. say, this person is incredibly rich to give away all that money without blinking, right? And it is mm. not a waste. We're not burning money. We're investing in eternity. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Let's pray, yeah. man. Yeah. Father, we pray that the gospel would capture us in such a way that we would remember what Christ has done for us. Yeah. Uh, even though he was rich, he became poor uh, so that by his poverty, he might become rich. God, teach us what that means. Help it to, inf help it to infect uh, just every part of our lives yes. as we seek to serve you. In Christ's name we pray.